Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh my God. Hi, babes. Welcome to another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. It's your host, Diana Jebia. And let's just get this out of the way, shall we? Make sure you're following me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebia. G E B B I A. Tell your friends. Seriously, the algorithm's starting to act up again. Um, also, while you're on Instagram, you can go ahead and follow Believe at Believe Podcasts. That's B L E A V. And Believe Pop Culture. Boy, you are going to want to grab a drink for this episode. I'm so excited. I have Colt Paulson on, okay? He's also known as Gay Man with a Spray Tan. And if you watch The Housewife and The Shaw Shocker on Hulu, which I know you did because you're a Bravo bestie, then you saw Colt's perfectly little spray tan face in it, okay? I was so excited. We actually took a hosting class together. We get into our friendship a little bit in this episode, and I realized it was him, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited, And we reconnected. I was like, I had to get him on this podcast. And then there was a Loverboy event with Kyle and Carl, and I knew he wanted to come. So we went out the other night, and we dish about all that. So the Loverboy event, his experience on The Housewife and the Shaw Shocker, and I actually get the news broken to me that James and Raquel broke up. Now, this was before it was official, but you'll get to hear it happen in real time. It's pretty sick. Grab a drink and make way for Colt Paulson. I'm so excited. Hey, babes, I am so excited for this episode because I have one of my friends on who you've also seen on your TVs in The Housewife and The Shaw Shocker, okay? Like, he is such a light to be around, so much fun, so talented, and his spray tan always looks, like, so legit. We gotta, like, ask him about that, too. So please raise your glasses, whatever the hell you're drinking. This morning for me, it's just coffee for Colt Paulson. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my God. Thank you so much for hanging out today. How are you? I am doing amazing. And I love that you had to plug my spray tan because I feel like I can't live without it. So I love that it's like accepted. It's your brand, boo. Like it it is is your brand. Gay man with the spray tan, honey. I freaking love that. So, okay. So let's get that part out of the way. Tell us your spray tan secrets. Spray tan secrets. Well, let me tell you, it is a lifestyle and it is a a lot of work. Okay. So if you're in a relationship, then I would not recommend starting the obsession of spray tanning. You could do it for an occasional event, but being single, you're able to just fully live the spray tan lifestyle of every week exfoliating when you need to, you know, your sheets are going to be destroyed because your tan is more important. But it's definitely, oh my gosh, every week. And I actually go get spray tanned by the same woman who spray tanned Stassi Schroeder, all the Vanderpump Rules girls. And it's oh like God. everything. It's called B-Braun Studio. So if you're ever, ever in LA, she does Lisa Vanderpump. She does like a lot of Bravo celebrities. Holy shit. Okay, I got to check that out, Stat. And it's so funny you mentioned the sheets because I have that issue with red hair. Like I need to have dark sheets. Otherwise, red is just going to get everywhere. Stop. I would have never even thought. I'm glad I'm not alone. Thank goodness yeah. I'm not alone. It's a struggle. I always, when I go to hotels and they have these gorgeous white sheets, I'm like, they're going to think someone was murdered. I'm dead. I know. Oh. Let me tell you, white sheets are should be illegal. They should be. Hell illegal. yeah. I, I support that. Let's start a movement. Yes. <laughs> um. OK, so first I want you to tell everyone who would be your Bravo bestie, obviously, because the show is called Believe in Bravo Besties. And like, what would you do on a day together? It could be anyone. No pressure. OK, let's think. You know, I love my Jersey girls because 
their spray tan to the house downs. But I think I would love, love, love to be Bravo besties with Katie Rost from mm. season one of Potomac. Just Ooh. because I've never, I've never watched a Housewives franchise and fallen in love so quickly with a housewife. And like, she was gone too soon. Like one season, we got a little, her to come back on like season three. Yeah. But I literally just cannot get enough of her and I miss her so much. And I think she's just a, a fun time. Like, I really feel like I just want to go get drinks, you know, maybe yeah. go lay by the pool. Like, I just, I just want to listen to her talk and just watch her do everything. She's literally the most iconic housewife ever. Okay, and then what would you do about that wig situation? Do you remember that? Okay, honey, I think maybe what we'll do first is we'll go to the <laughs> salon, get our hair done, and I'll approve of it. But um, no, she's a legend. That will live on in my head forever. I just cannot get enough of her. But I really, really hope that she at some point comes back because she's like one of the most hilarious housewives ever. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell me more about how you first became a fan of Bravo, you know, what you're doing in the Bravo sphere, like where people can find you because everyone yes. like you're so lovable. Everyone should definitely follow you. Oh, I love you. I love you. So <laughs> I started off with reality TV, just obsessing over reality TV like we all do. I mean, it's like the entertainment. Some people watch football. I watch the housewives. I watch Kardashians. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I, yes. The Kardashians are my go-to. I'm obsessed. I was on an ABC game show with Kim Kardashian competing against her for yes. like, her biggest super fan. So full circle. Now I'm on this housewife and the Shaw shocker as a Bravo super fan. I'm like, my super fan credentials are just getting larger and larger every day. Yeah. But definitely gay man with a spray tan on Instagram. I post literally nonstop about Kardashians Bravo every now and then. Okay. Um, but Kardashians is my go-to, but I am like a massive fan of Bravo. Like it's the one thing I watch nonstop yeah. and I kind of enjoy separating like my page is Kardashian on Instagram. So I can just like really be a super fan in real life. Yeah. Cause I feel like you, when you talk about it so much, you post about it, it kind of takes the fun and excitement out of it mm -hmm. because it's, it's your job. So I feel like I'm so, I'm happy that I've kind of just stayed in my Kardashian lane of like super fan. I'm there and posting on social. Mm -hmm. And then I get to just stay at home, open up a glass of wine and just watch Housewives and not have to really report on it because I literally am just enjoy it so much. I love that. Now, I do want to talk about the Kardashians just a little bit because Kim has completely stolen my man, Pete Davidson. Yes. Um, I'm heartbroken because I, as you know, I was back home in Jersey and then I was seeing family on Staten Island and I was, this was going to be my moment. I was going to go home, go out and meet Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian had other plans. So I want to know, because a lot of people are suspecting this might be for publicity. This might be a rebound from Kanye. What are your thoughts? You as the Kardashian expert, you are on this relationship. You know, I am such a fan of Kim Kardashian, obviously, but I'm even more <laughs> of a fan of her living her best life. Mm. And I really feel like it's at this point in life, like the Kardashians can do whatever. She could blow her nose and it'd be on the cover of page six. Like, yes. there's just, she can do anything she wants to do, but I really am here for it. And I feel like the Kardashians are an aesthetic. You know what I mean? Like, so mm -hmm. with Courtney dating Travis, it's very on brand for the Kardashians to have this like bad boy energy around them. Mm -hmm. But I really feel like it's because of Courtney that we're getting a switch in Kardashians because with her dating Travis Barker, who's friends with Machine Gun Kelly, she got to meet Megan Fox, but Machine Gun Kelly is very, very close friends with Pete Davidson. Yes. So obviously I think the introduction was done that way. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, I love Ariana Grande to pieces. She's my second spray tan queen, Miss Ariana Grande. So the fact that he dated Ariana, Kim is a fan of Ariana. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like if he's pulling Ariana Grande, the next best thing is Kim Kardashian, honey. <laughs> That's so true. And now um, it's, well, it's not funny. It's kind of sad that Chloe is now finding herself single because Tristan has found himself in another fucking parenting scam. Not scam, right? but like. It is whole- insane. And I I do not know how we've gone nine months with not knowing who this woman is. And yeah. she already has given birth. Like it is insanity. Someone literally kids going to college. No, they're going everywhere. She's trying to collect that coin. But literally, I had so many people DM me saying like, this needs to be an episode of Maury. Yeah, sweetie, this would have been the most highest rated episode of Maury ever. If we could literally see Tristan, his face saying, if you are not the father, because I think that's the question with these guys is especially Tristan. I do not understand what is going through his brain, but why you are going, like, if you're going to take the risk of cheating on your significant other, Mm -hmm. you got to step up when the consequences are there. And he's not the type of guy to ever step up. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, if how, like what sad tattooed white boy is left for Chloe. And I swear to God, if they go for post Malone, like I'm just going to jump out my window. That's my other man. That's the only one they can think of. You know, I feel like Chloe, she's dated French Montana. She's dated a lot of athletes. I feel like Chloe is the most eligible bachelorette in the world. And Mm -hmm. anyone can read me for Phil for that, but she really is. She's the most approachable Kardashian, the most relatable. Mm -hmm. She she could find any guy she wants. And I really hope that she can find her happy ending because I think that's really important to her. And I think that's why she's given Tristan so many chances. But at the end of the day, the Kardashians cannot keep cleaning up after these guys. Like we got to just cut the cord, mama. Oh my God. I know. I know. I feel like we're just going to get a bunch of inspirational quotes <laughs> on our Instagram any her second now. Very aesthetic. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I want to get into, cause you and I had such a blast the other night. Um, so I got an email from Loverboy, which, uh, if you're listening, you definitely know that's summer house, Kyle and Carl and Amanda's little, um, I guess alcoholic tea spike tea line. Um, and the email was literally like, what are you doing tonight? So I opened it up. And it was like, come hang out with us in Beverly Hills. Like it didn't seem like a big production. So I was not that I didn't think it was legit. I just didn't know what to expect. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go. And then Colt and I had connected on IG and I was like, I think he would want to come with me. So I messaged him. I was like, Hey boo, what are you doing tonight? You want to come? And you're like, hell yeah. So you and I went to this amazing lover boy event. It was at Santolina in the Beverly Hilton. And we had an adventure. Let me tell you, was it an adventure? A Bravo adventure for sure. <laughs> oh my God. Well, first of all, so it started, we we drove because you know, that's just what we do here in LA. We drove and we parked in Beverly Hills and there was like a super direct way to get to the hotel, but like we didn't take that. We went all the way around. <laughs> So I feel bad for you because I was I'm a fast walker. Okay, yes. we get our steps in. Mm-hmm. But I felt bad for you in your heels. But hey, at least we were in Beverly Hills strutting down the sidewalk living our best life. So much fun. We got upstairs. The place was interesting. Like it was a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong. But like the vibe for a lover boy event. It just like it was intimate. It was intimate. Yes. let's call it intimate. <laughs> like dimly lit like and then the music like 
it was like instrumental versions of like smooth operator. <laughs> yes. I will have to say though, I attended BravoCon in 2019 and the Summer House cast was probably the most approachable of all the Bravo celebrities. Yeah. So I was not expecting this to be um, like if this was like the Erica Jane concert, it would have been full production. Mm-hmm. So having Summer House kind of just really doing this for their fans and obviously it's their business. They're very proud of it. It's great product. It was delicious. So good. But, um, that's what I really love about Bravo is we get all the tiers of celebrities. Like there's the ones that are getting the Hulu documentaries about themselves, yes. but also the ones that are throwing events that you can just attend and be literally face to face and have a heart to heart conversation with. Yes. And that's what I liked. So I didn't know what to expect. And I was glad you came with me because you had met them before and you like briefed me like, no, they're super cool. So it was literally like we could walk up to them and we were talking to Kyle, like as if it was someone we met in a bar, like talking about Beverly Hills. And then Amanda FaceTimed him. We were literally talking about Amanda and all of a sudden his phone rang and he's like, oh, speaking of, and he's like, picks up the FaceTime and I'm like getting ready to step out of the way and give him his privacy. He's like, you want to say hi? Like, right. I know I was shocked. I was like, oh, we're getting the full behind the scenes. Like these are reality TV stars and we're living their reality. Yes. And she was so cool. I mean, we couldn't hear shit because it was so loud, but she was like so beautiful, so gracious. And I remember yelling, I was like, you're the only normal one. And she was like, thank you. And it just felt like it was people we met in a bar on a Thursday night, just like chilling with how's life, you know? And I feel like it was really interesting when Kyle was talking about how he didn't know that all reality shows didn't have 24 hour surveillance. Yeah. I thought that was so funny to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, because your show really is different than every other reality TV show. And I just thought that was hilarious because if you, he signed on literally his life away because for 24 hours a day, he's getting recorded. Yes. And like, that's a weird concept in itself because you're going to the bathroom, you know, like there are Mm -hmm. some things we all do on our own that like not gross things, but like things you wouldn't want everyone seeing, like, I don't know, scratching your psoriasis or some fucking shit like that. Like, I don't want that on camera and like mercy of these editors, you know? Yeah. And let's (laughs) talk about Miss Sheena Shea waltzing in. The icon that is Sheena Shea. Well, is it Sheena Shea still, or does she just go by Sheena? I don't know. I always refer to her as Sheena Shea, and I think- She's an icon. I love her. Sheena, I love you. I've met her. This is the third time I met her um, Mm -hmm. at that event, but I just literally, when she walked in, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And it was crazy because she was very, not what I expected. Like, I thought she would be soaking up, like, the limelight, because that's just what we see of her on the show. But she was just- I don't know how to put it like straight for like, thank you very much. Like, Oh, hi. Not that that's a bad thing, but yeah. like very quick interactions. She was there to support her friends, obviously. And she was there for sure for the photos to get mm-hmm. pictures with um, summer house. But I definitely, you know, it's a tricky event when you're a reality TV star, especially going to things like that, where there are Bravo liberties. Yes. And like you are one of the Bravo liberties, but as a fan, it, I mean, I will take any interaction with the Hell reality yeah. star ever. So that one picture and me just getting to say, this is my third time meeting you. I need to take a picture. That was <laughs> enough for me. Um, but she looked amazing. She did. She's so teeny, like her hair in a perfect bun. First of all, if I try and put my hair in a bun like that, like it looks like 
I don't freaking know. Like I'm a founding father or some shit. <laughs> so she, she looked gorgeous. Yes. And I remember like, I just am so happy that she's a mom. And I felt like, like every time I, my friends have a baby, I'm like, kiss that baby for me. And I said that to her and she just, she's like, I will. And I was like, oh my God, she didn't think that was weird. Okay. <laughs> I no, Hey, you at least let her know, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm here for it. You were so yeah. funny that night. Oh my God. You were I for wanna... sure living your best night that night. I was. Listen, Carla and I had a full on heart to heart about like doing the work and like working on yourself, which I didn't expect. Again, I didn't know what to think about Carl just because the first few seasons, I will admit the first few seasons of the show, I was an adamant Carl hater just because I saw the way he treated women and it triggered me so much because I've been treated that way before. And then it was this past season, you know, with the unfortunate loss of his brother and all that. And just to see him transform and like to take a step back and be like, I need to work on myself and say no to what's wrong for me, which is alcohol. And he even told me he's like, I declined winter house, which is a known, like everyone kind of knows that. Um, but I was like, in the moment I said to him, I'm like, I don't know you, but I'm so proud of you for doing that because that's something we can all see. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. everyone goes through their shit at the end of the day. We all have shit to unpack nobody is perfect. And for him to unpack that in front of millions of people, he is unintentionally being a light for so many of us who are going through our own shit. And he was just, I'm not going to go into detail about what he said, because that's his business. But I was shocked at how open he was with me about this. And I, I opened up too. I'm like, I struggle. And at one point he just hugged me. He was like, come here. And he just hugged me. And I was like, oh my God, like I got right? the little feels, you know, like, I know do I like Carl? <laughs> It helps that he is extremely, extremely good looking. Tall daddy, tall yes. daddy. Oh my God. So that was, that was a moment. And I feel like I don't, I don't want to brag, but I feel like when you were taking pictures of me or whatever in front of the curtain, like, I think I saw him look at me. I don't know. That could have been my mind playing tricks on me. Girl, you, yeah. Everyone was looking at you, mama. You looked good. You looked gorgeous. You. you were living your best life. And I think for anyone listening that definitely is able, like the, I know these events at LA, they're everywhere, yes. but if you really love and are a fan of a show, mm -hmm. go to these events. Cause we met so many fun new Bravo fans as well. Yes. Like some followed people on IG, you know, it's a really good way to just meet people and get to really live your reality TV life. That's what I love about this community, which, you know, through Instagram, like I have so many friends from this Bravo community that I've never met face to face. A couple of them I now have, but like, I feel like they're just the real ones. And it's so amazing that like a freaking network has brought us all together. Like people throwing shit at each other and like yes. we're a family. Right. Hey, it's just like, we have, it's like, we're our sports teams. I say all the time, like we ride hard and it's that commonality of just saying like, do you watch Bravo? And then if they say yes, get ready. Cause you got a wild ride of a conversation coming. That's such a good analogy of the sports teams, because I mean, I'm not a huge sports fan. I watch hockey, but I understand like, you know, if someone's a Yankees fan. They're not going to get along with a Red Sox fan. Right. And it's like someone who's maybe team Jen Shaw is not going to get along with someone who's Meredith Marks. Like there's going to be yes. some words exchange. So that's, that's such a good way of putting it. Speaking of Jen Shaw, I really want to get into your amazing appearance on the housewife and the Shaw shocker, which it was on Hulu. If you haven't watched it yet, guys, you have to do it. Like get a free trial of Hulu. If you don't have it, like somehow get access to this documentary because it's 
first of all, it does a deep dive into Jen's legal issues, which I love a deep dive. I love true crime. I love when housewives commit legal uh, frauds and whatever, because it's like, oh, my two worlds are joining together. But when I started the documentary, I was telling you, it was the night before I flew back from home and my mom and I like call our TV. She's like, all right, this is our last date for a while. And we put it on. And all of a sudden I hear this voice and I'm like, I know this voice. I don't know who it is, but I know this voice. And you come up on the screen and I was like, Ma, I know him. And she's like, what? I was like, we were in a hosting class together. I was like, oh my God. And it's your beautiful face and your perfect spray tan. And I am just so proud of you. You knocked it out of the park. You are Beyonce. I'm smiling ear to ear right now. Thank <laughs> you so much. It was literally one of the best experiences I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm still pinching myself that I was able to be a part of it because you, anyone like I'm saying anyone that does a podcast or recaps any Bravo show really has the expertise to be up there. Like I was, because we are massive fans of television, mm -hmm. reality TV, all that good stuff. So I was extremely excited just to be able to be a part of it because, yeah. oh my gosh. And we saw the massive success of how the housewife and the hustler was. So that's why obviously the housewife and the Shaw shocker came about. Um, but ABC news killed it with this documentary. Yeah. So can you get into how you were approached and you know, what that process was like and, and filming and all that? Absolutely. So with the documentary, it, we recorded my interview in September and mm -hmm. I was not aware that it was going to be coming out in November. They mentioned something about November, but she was saying probably more January. They just wanted to get it out before the season was over mm -hmm. of Salt Lake City. So I was approached by ABC News because they found my footage from BravoCon. I vlogged all three days of BravoCon from 2019. Mm -hmm. So that's how they, they were looking for super fans. I believe I was not the only super fan they interviewed. Um, so when they emailed me, Instagram messaged me to be a part of this, to talk, to see if they wanted me to be a part of this documentary. I hopped on the phone with um, someone at ABC, just talked housewives, talked it all. They brought up the Kim Kardashian um, game show that I was on. And I think that probably helped a lot in my case because I already had the credibility of being this reality TV super fan that's like going on a show with Kim Kardashian, knowing more yeah. about Kim Kardashian. Like if you're going to pick a super fan and you want to have like someone that's like going to own it, I'm Lisa Renna over here and I'm owning it. Yes. Um, yes. So that was really fun. So that's how they found me and came about. And they did the whole sent a car, drove over to a house and we sat down and filmed a two hour interview. Oh my God. That's amazing. So what's it like now? Like seeing yourself on this documentary, first of all, that must've been like, so like an out of body experience almost. When the trailer dropped and I was the first soundbite in the trailer yeah. saying, when you think of Salt Lake City, I'm sorry, it's the Jen Shaw show. Like I died. Like I just could not believe that. One, that's a huge accomplishment to one, be in a documentary like that. Yeah. But two, to have soundbite after soundbite after soundbite it just proves that, okay, like, okay, you're on the right path. Like you're, you're taking the steps to be a on-camera personality, a host, a commentator. Like this was a major accomplishment for me and I'm so proud of it. And no one can tell me any otherwise because um, it was so much fun, but definitely watching the documentary. I know it came out on Monday, but it aired at like midnight Eastern time. Yes. So I watched it at like 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. LA time. And I was, I watched like three times in a row. Like I was you just should. so obsessed, but it definitely, I was really shocked with how I had no idea how they were going to edit it because mm -hmm. I was going in there as the super fan. 
I did not think I would have the biggest role because I thought I was really only going on there to talk about BravoCon and yeah. experience and how the show was announced at BravoCon. Right. And honey, they used, they used Colt Paulson a lot. They did. And you like, definitely, you should be so proud of that, which you are like, this is an incredible accomplishment. You went in and we, we kind of talked about this on our long ass walk over to the hotel, but you went in and you gave them exactly what they were looking for. And that's why you were so highlighted. And also you present it in this package. Like when people look at you, you're very approachable. Like, I feel like I'm talking to someone I know forever. And that's what yes. That's the amazing part of the industry. I know I'm going on a tangent, but like, that's the amazing part of the industry this day. Like these days, it's like, we don't need this polished fucking like guy in a suit. Like, oh, no, no, here's the news. 100%. Like, you're just like, oh my God, Jen shot. And we're like, yes, Colt, Jen shot. Tell me more. Yes. Um, I know it definitely I, is uh, a bit of, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. I have to say it was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, that's amazing. Now I want to know, do you think, first of all, do you think Jen shot is guilty, which I know she's trying to present it as the other way, but Stu recently flipped on her. Yes. Do you think she's going to serve jail Here's time? Here's my thing. I, yeah. I graduated with a degree in journalism. So I'm very happy with ABC that they were able to, with the house and the hustler, I think it was very one-sided mm -hmm. because of the information we were given. Since we don't have all the information with Jen Shaw, I was really happy that they took both sides and they interviewed her aunt. They interviewed um, victims of alleged crime. Yeah. So I was very happy that it was down the middle. Mm -hmm. but do I think Jen Shaw is going to go to jail or prison? I'm going to say allegedly just for this is my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but I absolutely think there's no way in hell that she's not, she hasn't done something wrong. If you have, so from my true crime history, and I say this on every freaking episode I do, I am not a legal professional. So don't come to me for legal advice, but in my yes. freaking like, watching true crime and obsessing over documentaries if the federal government is presenting you with a case they have done their research and they know they are going to be able to try you in court and prove you like prove this crime against you they wouldn't yeah. go through all because it's a lot of steps to do a federal investigation and they wouldn't oh, go sure. through all those steps and collect all the the data and whatever and present her with the case in a fucking parking lot of beauty lab by the way like the beauty lab of it all um so that's why i agree with you that allegedly whatever covering our asses she is going to be given some jail time especially with a public figure like she is and someone who has flaunted her wealth mm -hmm. that has allegedly come from these victims on the show you know like ain't no party like a gen shop party because they're gonna want to don't stop right yes. yeah they're gonna want to throw the book at her like they did Joe and Teresa Judice, you know? Yeah. I think my takeaway from the whole thing was kind of like when Stu flipped, yes. it kind of made me think, OMG, is Jen the mastermind? Like I was under the impression that maybe Stu was the one, like Stuart was the one that was in charge of everything. Yes. But it's like, no, looking back, if Jen, if Stuart is Jen Shaw's assistant, then Jen Shaw is in charge. So if Stuart is saying he's done, he's negative or he's, a, like he's pleading guilty now. Yeah. There is no way in hell that Jin Shah hasn't done something. Yes. Because I agree. If, and if Jin Shah's working for all these businesses that are doing illegal activity, mm -hmm. why wouldn't she think, well, why would I want to give them a cut when I could just do it myself? 
Exactly. And also, um, it's just strange that she is taking the full on opposite stance of I'm innocent because um, the Bravo docket ladies who were also on the documentary mm-hmm. with you guys, I listened to them and a point that they make in their podcast is if you show some remorse for the law, the sentencing, I mean, they're not going to go easy on you. Like, okay, you can go, but they do take that into account when they sentence people from what I heard on their show. So for her to show no remorse and for her to show no guilt and for her to be like, I'm innocent. And that freaking the second she got arrested, free Jen Shaw, she was posting like, that's like one-on-one. You don't do that when you're arrested. I really think that the court is just going to make an example of her. Well, she definitely was made for TV and I think she understands the assignment, but not in the sense that we are saying like, yes, you understand the assignment. She's taking it to the whole level of like, I understand in my assignment, your assignment, the person next to me's assignment, like we're doing it all. You literally, she's going for extra credit. Okay. (laughs) Literally you hit that right on the spot because she's just going overboard. But is she giving us what a housewife, we want a housewife to give us? Yes. Mm -hmm. But morally as a fan, I'm sitting there thinking, I could not imagine being charged all of this and then still filming, saying you're innocent, going on a television show and just like trying to convince us. It's like, if anything, this is not convincing us. This is just adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, it's almost like with Erica Jane when she had her issues and she's going on Instagram um, and like, or Twitter and tweeting at people and doing her Fenty Beauty, which I understand she's got to make banks somehow. So she's doing her Fenty Beauty uh, lingerie posts. But I feel like Jen takes it, like you said, a step further and it's like free Jen Shaw. And I'm like, oh my God. But see, then that's the thing I think too with Erica Jane, like she never was charged for anything. Like it was just the question of what did she know? Did Erica Mm -hmm. Jane know? Jen Shaw has been investigated. Like she's been charged. She's been arrested. She's been Shaw arrested. You know what I mean? So it's Yay. like, I just, you, this, I mean, the name of the Hulu documentary, I think is iconic because it's playing, it's very Jen Shaw. She says Shaw and everything. Yeah. But I just cannot, I just still cannot. And I think there has to be a part two. There's no way this can just be a one part documentary. I agree with you there because my mom and I were watching and then when they started to wrap it up, I was like, wait a second, is it really over? Like, I feel like the ending was just kind of like, and I'm like, oh, wait, it's over now. But also it kind of has to be that way because now she's a waiting child. We really don't have much further movement from that point. And after watching the documentary, do you think you, this hindered her case to having a fair trial because she's petitioned to have her case thrown out? I think that anything her, any like sway of her having a fair trial is her own doing. I don't think in this case, it would be anything from the documentary because unlike the Erica Jane one, I think this documentary was just presenting facts that we already knew. Whereas kind of what you mentioned before with Erica Jane, because she's not being charged anything, we're wondering about her involvement. And there were some new facts presented to us in the housewife and the hustler that was like, maybe it keyed us in that maybe she knew more than we thought she did. Whereas with Jen Shaw, it kind of just explained her charges. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I want to tell Jen, I'm like, Jen, you are an epic housewife. You are Mm -hmm. like, there is no one like Jen Shaw. She's in a lane uh, by herself. But I want to say to her, Salt Lake City is not the most watched show. You've been on for two seasons. If this is done in New York, I guarantee you, if it was done in Salt Lake City, yes. We need to change the location of the court case or it might hinder her. But I don't think anyone that's going to be a juror is going to even know who Jen Shaw is. Yeah. 
hundred percent. I just, I'm looking forward. That's what I mean. I'm looking forward to her trial, but like, I well, kind I of am. But she allowed us to want to say that because she's showing no remorse. She's living yes. her best life. She's full glam. I mean, I'm just curious to see how she's going to look in the um, trial. Oh I mean, God. what fashions? I mean, I she already is planning out her looks right now. There's no way she isn't. A hundred percent. I want to pull up um, Ronald Richards for a second, another co-star of yours and a controversial figure in um, in Housewife fandom. Um, she actually petitioned, which you know this, but everyone listening, she petitioned to have this trial turned around because of the documentary. And they just came back and they said um, they denied her indictment to be dismissed. And to me, I'm just confused about how Jen's lawyers are like, yeah, let's file this motion. Because I feel like a true good lawyer would be like, honey, like, it's not going to get turned around. Like, let's not even waste our time. Like, what is she feeding these lawyers? You know what I mean? I think she's feeding them if she knows she's going down in some form of capacity or however you want to look at it. Yes. And I think for her, this is a headline for her. And it is just sad because I don't want to think that Jen Shaw is this person that's just enjoying the limelight living like living her famous dream like she could have no one could have even imagined that this would have been like a storyline a housewife's like life mm -hmm. and i think she really if any housewife is going to embrace it she's embracing it and if That's you are going bad. away for a long long time i mean have fun you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah you're gonna be gone like once if she goes to prison salt lake city like jen shaw is done like there won't be any memory of jen shaw yeah do you think, so you know how in Jersey when Teresa had her legal issues, we were all like, is this the end of the Real Housewives in New Jersey? And they were able to carry on. She even got her own freaking prison special. Yes. What do you think about the future of Salt Lake City? Do you think it can continue? I think the Housewives in general is changing and it's evolving. And I think just even media with a lot of streaming, I don't know where things are going, but I know Bravo is the most watched, one of the most watched networks on television mm -hmm. cable. Yeah. I think Salt Lake City has characters. Jen Shaw definitely is Salt Lake City as in the main character. Yeah. So I'm excited to see who they bring on next or allow the other women to kind of have their time to shine. But um, if it was not for Jen Shaw, Salt Lake City would not be anywhere where it is. Even though Lisa Barlow is a legend, Heather yeah. and Whitney are, I love to watch them. Mary's whole life oh is just <laughs> insanity. <laughs> Meredith disengaging, like they're giving us everything we want on a Housewives franchise, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's been, it's so quick. You know what I mean? Like Teresa's franchise, it took a few seasons, you know, it's Erica, yes. she, it took a while. We came in hot with Salt Lake City. That's why I think it's one of the most epic franchises ever. Yes. Um, but I think it definitely will carry on. I think I I thought Dallas was going to go on forever and ever. And it took one, you know, negative press or just kind of like they stopped that. I yeah. never thought Miami was going to come back, but that franchise is back. I think it's a constant. We need to take a break sometimes for them to. Yeah. For the nostalgia to kick in. You know what I mean? I like what you said about Salt Lake City taking off right away. And that's something I think about a lot because 
in the original Housewives days, so you look at OC, Atlanta, New York, New Jersey, et cetera, they didn't have the social media that we had now. Um, there was no TikTok, there was no Instagram, no Twitter and all, or maybe Twitter was just like just starting out. So I think it's also, that's why they had the slow burn and Bravo as a network wasn't what it was today. So I think one of the reasons that Salt Lake City like skyrocketed to such success was because of the help of all that social media and you being a brand new housewife, which I think Jen Shaw did a little bit about this. Like we were saying, she understood the assignment. I think she kind of looked at what came before her and looked at what worked and took a little bit of this and a little bit of that and brought that onto the camera, which it works and it doesn't work. Like it definitely, she's very polarizing, which is kind of what you want to be as a housewife. And like, I was not a Jen Shaw fan at all. Like the first episode I was, and then as she like developed, I'm like, I can't stand this woman. But if you're a housewife, you want that. Like, she's probably appreciating me saying that. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I said in the documentary, what makes her a great housewife is someone who has their loyal fans. Yeah. Also people that despise them. And I think for Jen Shaw, and, and Salt Lake City is completely another level because Whitney has even said on Watch It Happens Live that she was a fan of Housewives before filming, before mm -hmm. the show even came up. So the fact that they're now it's like Housewives is such a household name. Yes. And the idea of being a housewife is aspirational for women. Yes. It's fun to see like, oh, Whitney was a fan. Now she's a housewife. So it's for her, I'm sure she's living in this. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is my life. But then mm -hmm. you have Jen Shaw, who I'm sure took many, many notes from Erica Jane. I need to have assistance. I need to have a glam squad. I need to have it called the Shaw Squad. Like she went in knowing how to get people to think she's over the top. She just gave us everything we could have ever wanted. And it to the point where it was like, oh my gosh, like she's doing this for the cameras. Yes. But we can't blame her because everyone does things for the cameras. Like you're filming, let's, let's make a show. And Jen Shaw made the show. But um, I will forever be grateful for Odor Gates. The you smell like hospital. Like I'm sorry when they put that in the documentary and they, <laughs> they cut to the guy from the Salt Lake City Tribune and he goes, "We called it Odor Gates," and I just <laughs> died. I'm like, this is not life. Like I'm dying. I literally can't. Oh my god, that's so funny because my mom she doesn't watch the show, but she wanted she likes when like these big things happen. So when I was home, I was like, okay, mom, she's gonna get arrested. Like, do you want to watch with me? So we watched the two episodes. So she had no idea about like the whole odor gate. And I remember when that came up on the screen, she was like, Wait, this was a thing. And I'm like, Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. I just picture like a freaking perfume bottle, like Oda Hospital, or like <laughs> Yes, literally. Like why she hasn't done that, I have no clue. Yeah, she could definitely capitalize on that. Um, oh, I want to get your opinion on what Coach Shaw must be thinking of this all. Like, is their relationship going to last? Because we saw how this kind of fiasco, albeit different from Jen Shaw's, had an ultimate effect on Erica and Tom Girardi's relationship, which is it real? Is it fake? Et cetera. That's a whole different ballpark. But what do you think this means for the future of Coach Shaw and Jen Shaw? Well, I will say when I went to go do my interview and one of the producers mentioned that Coach Shaw was a lawyer, I was shook. I was like, oh my goodness. I had no idea at yeah. all that he was a lawyer. And in the documentary, they mentioned Jen saying that she put her husband through law school. Yes, I remember that. So I just really have no clue at all. And it just, just it's shocking to me that you go from being a lawyer to a football coach. I know. Why? And it, because maybe he's allowed to live his passion dream, his dream job, because Jen is the one bringing in all the money. Mm. 
And did he ask questions? I don't know, but I think it is definitely, it's, I mean, we went hard on Erica as we should, because she's a housewife. We know her, we are fans of her. We love her. We know of her. Yes. So I think it is just, it's just easier and better to just villainize women in general. So it's yeah, more entertaining point. and it definitely, I mean, there's no way. I mean, if they're leasing all their homes and everything, like don't, he had to have known it's at some capacity. I know. And it's just, it's shocking because we, <laughs> yeah. see, we see this character of him, not to reduce him to a character, but he has always been supportive. He is, she's like the, rah, 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 and he's like the, let's take it a step back, composed, like, when I listen to him, I feel like I'm listening to a therapist talking. You know what I mean? Yes. So I cannot imagine the whirlwind he is going through right now. And like, if he knew about it, like, what the fuck? Right. And I'm just like, if you're a lawyer and your wife for many years has been working for sketchy companies, I think mm. you would step in at some point. I mean, it's not like like Dana Wilkie said in the documentary, she worked at Prosper. She worked at other places that yeah. were being charged for things and in the headlines for being a terrible work environment and doing sketchy stuff. Yes. I have no clue. And that's why like, it's just like, there's just always going to be another layer to peel because we have no clue. And I think Stuart is going to end Jen Shaw to the max. Yeah. Let's talk about the stew chains of it all. Like, it's so weird watching them this season and like when they did their little snowshoeing or whatever and it's like you're always here for me and blah 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 and we're just like oh let's file this one under things that didn't age well yep well I think first season he really was not in it that much um and second this season on the second season he's a part of it more and I'm curious if him kind of taking a step back the first season where it was more so just let me carry Jen's bag or let me do yeah. this and let me just drive Jen around like and now it's like okay they're talking about his family and how he loves Jen and that she supports him and all that stuff so it is interesting I think maybe season one he was like I gotta keep it on wraps and then season mm. two is like oh well we got away with it season one like let's go season two if I yeah. were him I would have never been on the show I don't understand but then again he's a part of Jen Shaw's character Yes. And it's so funny. You said that if you were him, he wouldn't be, you wouldn't be on the show because that's what, when we first heard about these charges, my mom was like, if you know you're doing some shady shit, why in like, why in all hell would you go on reality TV? And it's just, you must be like a narcissist. I mean, not to diagnose Jen, but like, there has to be something like in your head where you're like, I'm getting away with it. Like, here I am. There's got to be something deep and psychological, you know? Oh, for sure. And I think I always say, like, oh, my gosh, to have a Lifetime movie about yourself would be so iconic. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like, you don't want it to be a terrible Lifetime movie. But I think sometimes people think they, I mean, I do some things in my life for the plot. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's Fair. just yeah. do this because <laughs> I want a story out of it. Or, yeah, okay, that maybe wasn't my proudest moment, but it was a hell of a story. Fair, and yeah. I think- Jen's gone overboard and her whole life has been all right let's do it and we this is my only time to really just like be a staple in pop culture and make a name for myself because at the end of the day she's gonna have case studies written about her she's going to be the topic of many many things in the future and definitely she goes down in history as one of the most epic reality tv stars of all time hundred percent yeah. And it's to think about Teresa because it's like, 
I always bring it back to, it's so interesting with these housewives and their like legal drama. I truly think that she coming on New Jersey, she really didn't know what was going on with what her husband was doing. And I think she was just an unfortunate victim in it all because she signed the papers. Absolutely. And I think it's completely different with Erica or Teresa because yes, they were married to these guys and they were doing what they were told. They were trusting in them, but it's different when, for Erica's case, I'm going to just talk about Teresa because er- if yeah. Erica did new stuff, then that obviously there's victim involved. Yeah. With Teresa's case, it was, they're scamming the government. They're just not mm-hmm. saying what they're making. They're doing this. So it's less of a, like a gut punch when it's like, okay, mm-hmm. there's these elderly people that you're scamming them out of money. But we love a comeback story. And I think Teresa was, Teresa is the most epic housewife of all time. Like tre- there's no doubt Teresa is, housewife echelon like she is that bitch like Teresa is a legend we love to have a the comeback story we got to be we got to hate Teresa we got to love Teresa we felt sorry for Teresa now we're like excited to see her fall in love she's giving us everything and it's enjoyable to still watch if Jin Shah is acute or is guilty it's not going to be fun to watch someone that we know is a terrible person that's so fair. We just have an idea of Jen Shaw being a terrible person. There's always still hope in anything because we are humans and we're going to obviously try to find the good in everything. Mm-hmm. But Jen Shaw's not looking good. And I will be shocked if Bravo mm-hmm. books her for season three before going to prison. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like I said in the documentary, they didn't air the soundbite I, I said, but I was literally like, if Bravo is going to take it seriously, then I'm going to take it seriously. But if Bravo is going to continue to pay her, Yes. I'm going to watch the show because it's Bravo's job. It's just like any job. If you do something wrong, you should be fired or let go. And if they're not going to do that, then you kind of Agreed. have to the blame on Bravo. I think also, and I feel like this was mentioned. I feel like Jen Shaw wants her Teresa Judice moment. Mm-hmm. I know that tweet. Remember when it first happened? She's like, well, one, Teresa walked so Jen could run. Or yes. Teresa ran so Jen could walk. And then the two were like, Jen Shaw's doing like seven housewife art story arcs in her first two seasons. Yes. Like the memes are out of control for Miss Jen Shaw. Like she's making it so easy for us to make fun of her. And that's why I love it. Yeah. I don't know. She, she embraces it. It's also so funny. I don't know why I just thought of this, but I, when you said like she does the most, I thought of her freaking outfit. She wore to top golf at like Coach Shaw's birthday. And my mom was like, is that her with her ass hanging out? <laughs> yes. Hey, really, she, yeah. she, she dresses to impress. She definitely has given us many iconic looks. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I want your, cause this has been so much fun. I can freaking talk with you all day and you same with you and me. I want to just wrap this up in a bow. Give me your final thoughts on, oh wait, hold on. I just got a text by the way. Hold on. We have like a Bravo rumor. My friend who runs the sir rules account um yes. her name's Zaria. she said new rumor james and raquel are done <gasps> weren't they engaged yes hold on i'm gonna go let me text her back and be like i'm actually everyone's getting this in real time now isn't this exciting real time breaking news dana has it all um so let me see if she can give me any more tea um let me go on her account i'm like so excited like that's that's my right? news um so I know they just filmed the reunion and I'm trying to see like Raquel posted outfit she posted she looks beautiful um I can't see if she's got that ring on I mean like 
no, it's so blurry. Let's see. Is she typing? She's typing. Oh my God. Do you think this they're is dying? breaking news? You know, I really have not watched one episode of this season. I feel like okay. Vanderpump Rules, Lisa Vanderpump is the demise of Vanderpump Rules. Um, because of if she was still on Housewives, it gave us a reason to watch. Yes. I think once Lisa Vanderpump is not on Housewives, I, as much as I still go to Sir, I love it. I go to Pump, I go to Tom Tom. Yeah. It kind of just takes away the excitement and the, the level up that Vanderpump Rules was. The fact that these employees were working for a housewife of Beverly Hills. Uh, but Lisa Vanderpump did us dirty. She for sure did us all dirty not showing up to that reunion. So I'm a little salty because yes. Erica showed up and we all know Jen Shaw will show up. I wish I, to be honest with you, I don't want Jen Shaw to show up because she's good. That will be the nail in the coffin if she shows up to that reunion. Yes. Um, well, I think about the whole James and Raquel of it all. Like, so let me like, I mean, you probably know, but like he proposed to her and he's trying to come across as like, I'm this changed person, but there's literally a recent episode where like they were all drunk and he was the only sober one at the event. Um, and he called Raquel dumb because she was like drunk and like playing this game, which is like not okay. And then she had a nose job and he's like, I have to look at your face every single morning. Like what if they mess it up and blah, blah, blah. So he's just been unsupportive. So like, I'm, if this is true, like- I, I well, buy it. If it's true, they've secured their spot for the next season of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, no kidding. She said that Lala and Katie really, and this is all legend, so nobody fucking sue me. Lala and Katie really only had one target for the reunion. And despite them being there virtually, they got their points across. So I'm wondering if they came for Sheena. No, we just saw Sheena. I know. You, when we saw Sheena, this was before the reunion, no? Yeah, they literally, I think they filmed oh yesterday. Gosh. Girl, I would have, if I was Sheena, I would be full on getting a body scrub, facial. I would not be out and about drinking alcohol. I know, right? Um, so she's typing, Raquel and James went to the reunion together. Okay, allegedly. But it's said that something happened at the reunion to cause a breakup, if true. Um, holy shit. Holy shit. Well, you might have to get this information and do a little bonus episode this week. I know mini episode. She said, not sure about her ring. Okay. This is why I love being friends with Zaria. I mean, I love it for so many more reasons, obviously than this, but this is a great perk. <laughs> yes. She's actually a Bravo account. Like people, I've had her on my show. She's actually a Bravo account. Like I knew in real life before all this. So like, she's a very dear friend of mine, but oh my God. So we just had so many like crazy shit happen in the past few minutes there. And I'm so glad I got to break it down with you to kind of get the train back on track. Final thoughts about Housewife and the Shaw Shocker. Final thoughts about Salt Lake City. And then to wrap it all in a bow, tell everyone where we can find you again. Absolutely, yes. The Housewife and the Shaw Shocker is streaming on Hulu. It's an ABC News original. Definitely a must-watch for Bravo fanatics like us. It definitely didn't break any new information, but it definitely made everything clear as day. And mm -hmm. the mid-season trailer for The Real Houses of Salt Lake City came out and it is going to be epic. We're going to see a lot of Jen Shaw, Lisa Barlow and Meredith Marks are stepping up this season. And I'm yes. so excited for that. But definitely follow me on Instagram at Gay Man with a Spray Tan and on TikTok. Um, that's where I'm posting all my reality TV adventures. And you're killing it, babe. And I want to thank you so much for coming on with me. I'm so glad we reconnected. Um, I would love to do this again one day. I would love to go out and have you par more part of my reels and just collab and yeah. Absolutely. I know it's fun our to best have lives. 
Bravo um, fans, like having, you know what I mean? It's like a Bravo besties. Bravo yeah. besties. That's the best way to end it. We are Bravo besties. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Remember to follow Cole at Game In with the Spray Tan. You can follow me at Diana Jebbia, G E B B I A, on TikTok and Instagram. Support Believe Podcast at Believe Podcast, B L E A V, and also Believe Pop Culture. And I will talk to you next week. Bye, babes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.